You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. She's my Yankee Doodle joy. The Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies. I am that Yankee Doodle. I am that Yankee Doodle. I am that Yankee Doodle boy. This is Keith Price, and welcome back to Keith Price's Curtain Call, and we are having a remote kind of day. It's been a very busy, busy week for me. I've been going places, talking to people. We had Broadway Con at one point, and then I went to some press junket for some show that's opening on Broadway. So I've been very busy, and of course, the person I'm about to talk to right now is extremely busy right now with his... It's kind of fun, because I'm now sitting in the West Side Theater here in New York City, which has now basically kind of come the home of the off-Broadway tap dancing hit that was conceived by the person that I'm about to talk to right now, Cagney, which as sitting in the lobby waiting to talk to this guy, it was kind of fun because there were a couple of people coming in to buy their tickets. Yeah. It was very old school. They came in, they had the cash, they talked to the box office. Nobody does that usually that much anymore, but that's a very good sign because they were buying tickets for the end of February, which means Cagney is having a wonderful, wonderful run. And since my last conversation with the star, the writer, the I'm, I'm getting I'm getting you good, right? This is good. This is good. Robert Creighton. Um, he's this show has had a bigger life. It was having a great life when I met him, and since that time, it has kind of flourished into, as the notes come, to becoming a nice little off Broadway. How you doing? So how you doing? How you doing, Rob? I was listening to how busy you were this weekend, and and you're right. I am busy too. And I always say to myself, though, am I bragging or complaining? Because aren't we lucky? You know, we get to do all these amazing things. But I'm great, and it does. It's this is first of all fun. I wish this was on. Film because it's just you and me sitting uh, dead yeah. center in the middle of an empty house, well, we, but it's we beautiful. Could Instagram or something. Yeah, we know. will. We should do that. But it it is uh, it's so amazing. This street, this forty third street where the West Side is, now feels like it does feel like our home very much so. And people in the neighborhood, I go walk down street, Cagney, hey Cagney, <laughs> they all call me Cagney wow. around here. It's fun. And where are we're, we're this week? We'll hit three hundred and fifty shows since we opened, which is actually means we've done about 370, mm-hmm. um, including previews. And yeah, we're, it doesn't, there's no end in sight at the it, moment. It doesn't seem that way. No. Wow. Listen to that, Robert That's Creighton exciting. with me here on The Curtain Call as we're, we're having this fabulous, like this is the kind of interviews that I've always wanted to do where we're just sitting in the theater. Because, you know, you see people like Nancy Giles and all of those folks when they talk to the big theater folks, they're just like... Small light on the stage. Maybe next yeah, time yeah, we'll when we come back for the, the 500th show. That's right. when I'll come back and we'll videotape that one. Perfect. How about that? Two, two chairs, good lighting. Right. A yeah. pitcher of water, probably Avion or something nice. right in between. I love it. This is great. So, Robert, this, I mean, you know, I'm sitting here thinking now, I saw you at Broadway Con mm-hmm. and you were so kind and so gracious to introduce me to the rest of the cast who, without them, I don't think this show would be as strong as it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. No. You were tap dancing for your life, Alero. No, 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 no. But this is a real, it, it's more than a star vehicle. It's oh. more than a, a thing like that. This is a true ensemble, don't you think? It's a group of six stars. It really is. I mean, this, and the beautiful part, and I think that, I, I, I don't think it's a mistake. I, I don't think it's an accident mm-hmm. 
that we brought together a group for the York Theater where we started over on the east side, the not-for-profit theater, and great old place there. And we really became a family, you know, uh, in our five-week run there, and we brought the entire cast over here. And there is a love and a joy of telling this story together that really, I think, it's synergistic. Like, the show is, yes, the show's a good show. That's a great show. I'm very proud of it. And... You know, and yes, we're all individually working very, very hard. But as a group, I think I think the energy that flows over the audience from what we we do together up there really enhances the experience. People come out really. I would say that's the, become the hallmark of our show now that we've run for over ten months. Uh, as if you ask me, what's the one thing that is the constant about this show is that people leave happy, people leave uplifted, and. Man, and I'm, I've never felt as an actor, now I'm not even answering your question, I'm just talking, but I've never felt as an actor uh, more, I've never felt as tangibly like I'm do, doing, putting something good into the world because people, uh, you know, just there's a lot of, no matter what side politically you're on now, it's, it's, there's no escaping the fact that the world is a little upside down right now. And I think that when people come in here and hear the great, Kohan songs and 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 the rest of our original music, but the but the the stuff that's such fabric of what's best about our country, mm-hmm. uh, I think that they leave just you know hopeful and uplifted, and that feels right now like, you know what I'm, uh, we're we are as a team really doing something important. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like talking to Robert Creighton here with me on the Kurt Collin. You know it's so funny. I think my favorite part is you talk about people leaving happy and I just keep thinking how can you see a show where people tap dancing for their lives and not be happy right yeah exactly people they have a few reactions they're like man the people tears in their eyes man you just brought me such joy and 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 for older people the, the memories that come up and whatnot but also they a lot of people say man I'm tired just watching you because yeah. we are working and, and as I say I'm the only schmuck who plays one character in the show <laughs> like we have and Bruce Sabbath who plays Jack Warner who's the main sort of antagonist mm-hmm. uh, plays one other character uh, or two other characters I guess but then the other four uh, Danette Holden Ellen Zaledzi Jeremy Benton and and um, Josh Walden play multiple, multiple characters each, and the real show is backstage, because if they're not on stage, they're quick changing somewhere in a corner and stepping back so someone can run by for their entrance, and um, and same with, like with me in the in act two. In act one, I have a couple like few minute breaks here and there. In act two, I literally am on stage or quick changing and coming right back on stage. There's never a like sit down and take a breath well, which unfortunately, I love, actually. I was say, unfortunately when you are cagney and this is bragging or you could say are you bragging or complaining <laughs> unfortunately you know you kind of gotta be there and when you and when you write the show it's like you can't yeah. really complain it's like you did this to yourself you know, so and, and okay so let's let's talk about that for a minute now it's sort of like i look at what's happening for this show and for you as like i was just telling my partner as i was coming here that literally you have gone from well you've done the thing that every actor should try to do or every performer should really try to do at once and I remember Carol Burnett saying this is that you know when she couldn't get a gig after Once Upon a Mattress she just created her own show you did more than just create a show like you literally created an industry for yourself (laughs) I mean you know you got your cast recording you got your merch you got your thing you have taken your passion and love for this this person and 
created an industry into itself for your for yourself with your own creative energies. How good does that feel? I mean, have you thought about it like that? Uh, I mean, because yeah. I saw your TV commercial just last night, and I was like, oh my god, look at mommy on the TV. That's yeah. so cute. That's a fun new commercial. Yeah. Um, it's it, when you put it that way. I mean, I have, I am consciously. I'm in a, a space right now where I'm consciously grateful and excited and proud that this has happened. Like I can feel, I can own that. Like this, yes, this was an idea that started in my head and now it's happening. It, through the process of it, I never thought, and some of what you said has, that has been the byproduct of what has happened, but really for me it's, it's almost like this show or this playing this guy like I feel like it's part of what I was supposed to do do you know what I mean Absolutely. like this for me isn't just creating a any old show right. it's like uh and there's gonna be 10 other guys 20 other guys after me who play this part and I can't wait I'm really knock on wood hey yeah but like, some licensing Hello. come on exactly <laughs> show it to me um <laughs> let's get Bruce on the phone <laughs> come on um but uh but it, originally it was just um, I ha it was something I felt compelled to do. You know, I wasn't thinking about uh, I wasn't thinking about those sorts of results the way it's happened now. I was thinking about, gosh, I, I'm sup I'm supposed to do this story, and it's so I feel connected to this this man who mm -hmm. who you know I was mesmerized on film by, and who you know was so unique and ahead of his time as an actor, and and but but now I can. It, the exciting part of this past year too has been. Uh, you know, I've been lucky to do a lot of Broadway and in some bigger roles and, and, and then some smaller character parts and stuff like that, but never in New York really being the, you know, the centerpiece of the show. And so that really has been a bit of a, a changing thing and, the, and some of the things that are coming along as a result of that are very exciting. So, yeah, but I think you're right. I think creating your own work but I think this has turned out this way not because I wanted to just create a show but it was a passion and so I think as I kept driving forward and if things would get in the way I just kept moving forward and then and I think because I was focused on making it happen like creating it and making it the best it could be and not worrying about whether it's my idea or someone else's idea I think as a result all the right people who had skills that I don't possess mm -hmm. uh, that were needed to make it as good as it is and to create it came into my path as a result like you know I started it as a one man show I don't want to retread no, stuff no, I've told you before no, and I'm sorry no, but no. um because there are but, people that may have but this their first time started as a one man show that I was writing and then bumped into Peter Cauley who really had a you know helped taught me that you know in creating a, a show about someone's life you don't want just a then this happened then this happened mm -hmm. you have to write a show that people who know nothing about Cagney can come in and we've really that is the one thing I'm proud of they can come in and they you can get on the ride of this man's life and his story and fighting for the little guy and justice and that kind of thing and enjoy the Especially story in this, in this day and age right now it, oh, it is so resonant when I literally. say when I say these words at night some of them I just literally the last Friday mm -hmm. uh, or 10 days ago the night of the inauguration not to, I'm not going to get political yeah. but just it was um I, I got emotional saying some of these words, you know, how important this, it is to remember, you know, what we're all here to do, you know? Anyway, the, um, but Peter Cauley came into my path and we created, together created a story that, uh, you know, was starting to be people, if you knew nothing about Cagney, you'd love the story, right? Just about this guy who started exactly. the streets of New York. And then, and then, uh, 
the theater floor stage that wanted to develop it, and they introduced us to Bill Castellino, who is the master at f forming new musicals and right. story, leaning did out the story. Did you work with him on um, uh, 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 Little Mermaid or something like that? No. You met uh, him out in L.A.? Or that's that? Peter. That's Peter, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Bill Castellino and Christopher McGovern, who I knew, and Christopher, you know, two-thirds of the score of ours is right. Christopher's, and, and I had written all the music and lyrics originally, and I knew that some of my music was... Uh, worthy of being in it and I was very proud of it and I knew that some that were placeholders and that was the best right. I could do for that moment but I needed help from right. someone who really like Christopher it. and uh, and so it's just but I've always just kept moving forward and wanting to make the story great and so as a result all these all the right people come in and then uh, the York Theater and then Ricky Kane Larimer our, our lead producer who you know really put her money where her mouth was and, and said this show deserves to be in New you know have a run in New York and she's you know been the the driving force behind making that happen Good. here at this theater. So I think that, as you said, wanting to create something for myself mm -hmm. was, was really, I wanted to tell the story and I, I, I knew I was the guy to do it. Right. And so just kept moving that forward and then all the right people to help me make that happen came into the path. Yeah. That's so cool. It's such a great example of, I uh, have, have been lucky enough to talk to a lot of other people recently, and I it seems to be a recurring theme amongst a lot of the performers that I have chatted with, and it's been that what is meant for you, no one can really take that away from you. Like, everything that you're rolling through right now, I mean, if you, depending on what your belief system is, if you don't believe at any point in time that this was supposed to be yours, you'd be a little naive, I would think. Don't you? I do. Yeah. No, and I do feel I'm, yeah, this is part of what I was supposed to be yeah. put here to do. You know, That's I was great. given these talents certain and a certain passion for doing certain things that led me to telling this particular story. Wow. And, you know, Robert Creighton has been involved with this project from the very beginning, and we're talking now 350 performances, 350 plus. Is that where we're rolling? If you include the, if if you include the, um, oh, yeah, well plus if you include previews, previews yeah. of the show, and you know, I I think what people don't understand is how the question I want to ask you is how then do you keep this fresh, knowing as much as you know about Cagney? Is there a way for you to discover something about him? Let's say, I wouldn't say every night, but certainly every third or fourth night when you're doing this now. Do you find still there's just a little something new that you got? There are constant discoveries. And it's the thing that is, that I would say, if you ask me what surprises you most about doing it for this long, like 350 performers, besides the fact that I can still do it, like if, if you would ask me when we started if I could physically do this for 350 performances, I might have said, well, that might be pushing it. Right. But I feel great. And I just keep. It's one show at a time, keep one week at a time, keep going. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the storytelling on stage, uh, the whole, and the, the, the great part about working with such a close knit um, six person group where everyone is outstanding on all fronts, singing, dancing, acting, and, and we all, we're constantly refining it amongst ourselves, you know, like we're, we're staying true to what the direction is and what the story is, but I'm, I'm discovering little things, little moments. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example right now, but just lines that came out slightly different that night. And I was like, oh, that's what, how I should have said that wow. for the first 349 performances. Right. That's right. what it really meant. You know, like wow. I, there, and it, it wouldn't mean anything if you came and saw the show, it might not be anything to you. But for me, it just keeps being new little, little pegs in the ground of, of, mm -hmm. How, how I move through the show um, but yeah it really is 
it never feels uh it never feels cha- i mean physically and vocally at times it feels challenging yeah. <clears throat> but in terms of my spirit to do the show it never feels challenging once i get up in the wings and we're about to start um i can't wait to get on the train that's great. Yeah. That's great. Robert Creighton with me here on Keith Price's Curtain Call. And we are sitting in the majestic West Side Theater. Little little darling spot right here in good old heart of Tenth Square. I don't know if, I, I don't know if anyone majestic. said majestic. But I give it. You know what? It certainly is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful space. It's a beautiful theater. For our show. And the set gives it that, that, it that lends it to it, yeah. to that very well. And of course, you know, anytime you have like... Hooker Red in a oh, in a theater. It's always gorgeous. Yep. Anyway, so just, as I said, we'll need to work on the lighting next time if we're going to video it. I mean, the yeah. the lighting on the stage is beautiful. I just mean the atmospheric lighting. Yeah. This is good. But again, it's like you look at this. You th- you think about you, you know as as someone who has created such a uh, an industry, a small little industry. It's like you have customers, you have yeah. set designers, you have lighting designers, you have all of these entities that are connected to this piece of passion of yours that's kind of cool yeah i mean it it is cool there's no way around it It is it is a it's exciting to think about to think that some people who didn't have health insurance have health insurance now because they're doing a show this show you know like it's that that stuff makes me happy it doesn't change anything you know no. just but i i can recognize and be grateful for the fact it's, that this has happened in I, this think way, that, for I, sure. I, I think that it's just one of those things that you just you know for the things that are happening in the world it's sort of like it's just wonderful to see that art wins you yeah know what I mean? yeah and art who did wins. i just say and someone today she said oh i know when i was getting my massage today so i could uh, get through the week full, so full, excuse full, me excuse puff, me puff, you my, know, massage, so my wonderful weird. massage therapist said to me though we were talking about the arts in general and she said that's what's going to save this country yeah. you know what and i mean that's what's going to oh to got to harder for it now, got so. to because i want i want <laughs> certain people to come see this show <laughs> just for just to see how cagney handled how james cagney the man handled things yeah. and how he stood up in the face of the innocence around him i, I mean the i don't mean you know the innocent mm-hmm. right. um not innocence and um uh, the innocent people around him and you know the causes that he supported but was called up on the House on Un-American Activities yeah. because he was helping the Scottsboro boys pay for their defense yep. you know and he was helping the cotton pickers in the San Joaquin Valley who were being uh, oppressed yeah. you know um, it's so funny because I remember when I saw the show I was just like what yeah. he did who yeah. come on now really James Cat Screen That's Actors right. Guild what you know, I mean, first vice president of the Screen Actors Guild. True story. Yeah, yep. walked out of the height of his career on behalf of himself and the other people getting paid peanuts mm-hmm. while their movies made millions of dollars. Right. Like again, you know, a real hero. So again, for you, I'm thinking now, it's sort of like this is a really great place. We were having a, a kibitz the other day. I was talking to somebody because I told them I was going to come talk to you, and they were saying, you know, I have a lot of movie trivia friends who know everything. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying that James Cagney was the first person to ever win an Oscar in a movie 
musical, an original movie musical. And it's now like 75 years since that time that mm. we're looking at like, you know, Ryan Gosling getting that nomination now for oh, this. Wow, that's cool. And the, uh, in between, like the, there's been a couple of other people, I think like Rex Harrison from My Fair Lady and... Um, Did Richard Gere win in Chicago? No, he got a Golden Globe. Golden Globe, he yeah. Got a Golden Globe. Um, but it was, I'm trying to think of who the other one, it was, um, it was Rex Harrison and Neil Brenner for King and I. Oh, and sure. so, yeah. And so those guys, you know, it's the return of the movie musical because we have oh, man, this thing man. happening. You know what? And when you think about what's happening on TV in December, this little tradition of doing live musicals mm -hmm. that's spreading over the networks. And now to have La La Land be such a hit. And I know there's a bunch of other ones in yeah. the pipeline. Oh, Lord, wouldn't that be... Wouldn't it be... Because I always say I was born in the wrong era. Mm -hmm. Maybe that era is coming to me now. Mm -hmm. Come on! What? What? Cagney, I was, I was oh my god, the movie? Come on now. Cagney Come was on. robbed of some other Oscars, in my opinion. Love yeah. Me or Leave Me, he was yeah. nominated for. Angels with Dirty Faces, he was nominated for. Should have been no should have won for White Heat. Yeah. Man, the guy got one Oscar, three nominations, and could have easily been nominated for a dozen. Yeah, since then. This is great, though. So for you now, it's sort of like you are enjoying this space, you're enjoying this this time, you're, you're taking all of this stuff in. It's like... Is it easy to kind of think of planning the next thing right now? Well, <clears throat> uh, we're not 100% sure. You know, there's, I, I think about the future of Cagney and where we might go and what might happen to it down the road. And so there's a lot of conversation happening about that. Mm -hmm. um, I have uh, two small children and a lovely wife. And so I'm always thinking about what's next, even though Cagney's so fun right now and and I'm loving it. And we just want to keep it going and going and going because I think it is the kind of show that could become like a little institution in New York. You know, it's not gonna, it, it, the, the subject matter's not gonna get old wow. ever. Not, so not at least for the next eight years. Yeah, gonna... that's right. So hey, wow. bite your tongue. Well, sorry, bite my tongue forward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, but anyway. Um, it's uh yeah i'm you know i think about that and i think about what else i want to create you know because this really lit my fire for like the fact that it actually came to fruition blows my mind wow. and but also self inspires me in a way like okay i did it now what it else proves, am i going to do and it proves that it can be done yeah i love happen. it and so now i think if i have to pick the next little thing for you if you have i cuz we were talking earlier i said I, I i know what you could do next now we could just do it like an encore something something so you don't have to give up a lot of time you could just kind of bop in a couple of weeks do something new and fresh and then come back but you should do George M at Encores they should find you and bring you in and do yeah. George M you know, I've, Brett I've done several <laughs> I've done several shows with Encores mm -hmm. Little Me and uh, Paint Your Wagon and Damn Yankees and their mm -hmm. summer extended run mm -hmm. love the Encores and I who did I say? I might have even said that right to Jack Vertel's face once. Good. So if he's listening, I'm ready. Because uh, that is the perfect. Him. I don't know him that well, but I'll show up. That is the perfect. Uh, somebody can, whoever's listening to this, mm -hmm. write, write a letter. Because I would really love to do that role while I still can. Mm -hmm. And I think Encores is the perfect place to do it. So that's funny. We are right. You're right there well, with me. Actually, I thought of it. Yeah. You show, actually, my partner was the first one that said it to me, well, but we kind of had it at the same time, but I have to give it to him. Okay. Yeah. Give it to, I'll give him, I'll, I'll send him, him a check <laughs> if it happens. <laughs> $5. I just want like opening night seats and like a cute party after. That's a deal. We can say that. Right, it's a deal right now. All right. So again, look for 
my friend Robert Creighton here at the Westside Theater doing Cagney the Musical. I believe it's CagneyTheMusical.com for right. the web po- website if you need to come to New York City because it seems like it's going to be one of those things that you should get your tickets for if you're coming to town because this is kind of cute. Come I'm on. not mad. You know what we should tell people too? We have, we have, it's a unique thing, we have Thursday matinees. We're only Ooh. one of two. I think Phantom and us have two Thursday matinees, but we have so Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday matinees. Look at that. And, um, because we were selling out our matinee, so we made Thursday night an afternoon, and people are loving it. So people should know that. That's There's, great. It's a that fun thing to do see. midweek. Nothing this wrong with theater on a Thursday. Nothing, especially in the afternoon, <laughs> like a brunch. I love it. So, again, go to CagneyTheMusical.com to get more information about tickets. Make your plans if you're coming to New York City to add this to your theater run. Come see the uh, Fred Astaire Award-winning dancer. Come on. You know, <laughs> may, just, you know, playwright and... So doing music and lyrics and carrying on. This boy is a hot mess, and I love it. And it's really wonderful to see somebody's passion and dream get to this level of a fruition because it actually kind of gives hope for all of us who have some sort of idea of what they would like to see happen for them. And now it's just a matter of doing the hard work to get there. So thank you, Robert, for being that, that kind of inspiration. This is awesome. This is so you cool. You said 500 shows we could talk again? Five, at 500, we'll do it again. Okay. We'll plan it. All right, we'll plan it. We, I've just spoke to his people. <laughs> Because he, he got people now, y'all. Yeah, anyway, so we will be back.